welcome back to the Dad in the Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. What's up, my man? Uh, not much. Welcome back. We had an episode without you. How dare you? We've only, we're only like eight episodes in and you had a hiatus already? I know. Hey, it was only like seven minutes. Is he out to replace me? Yeah, well, he did a, He did an awfully good job. You, you see that? He was really, really uh, articulate. He went right at it. No hesitation at all. No, yeah, I had to my, get him in there since he had a big weekend, so he uh, he's always talking about Daddy's podcast, so right. uh, had to he, involve him some way. He was a natural talker. We'll have to have him back on the show at some point. It's not like his father doesn't never knows when to shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I've, we, we both have had a couple things going on the past few days. We can catch people up on them. Well, I was at work today, and all of a sudden, every, well, everyone knows I'm an Apple head, and I got everything Apple all from the... the uh, the walkie-talkie feature on my watch, but I've had nobody to use it with. So I don't know why I downloaded it. And then I'm like, why do I hear Sean's voice on my What's going on? So then I find out you dove into the Apple Watch community. How'd that happen and why? I did. Well, ever since the Apple Keynote, I took a look at the latest products. And to be honest, I've wanted an Apple Watch for a year or more, probably more yes, now. Did. I've been looking at them. And the the price, I could just I just couldn't justify them, um, the the purchase. But this latest release, uh, it, it hooked me enough. I it, it wasn't necessarily the always on display, but I think it was just the um, just the overall stats and, and everything on it, um, and the the new I guess the way they presented me, they they got me. <laughs> oh, you mean the Apple hype machine worked? It actually worked for uh, for the Apple Watch. It did for me anyway. But yeah, so today, during my lunch break, actually, I have a Best Buy pretty close to me. Um, oh, what a way <laughs> to spend your lunch. I yeah, like it. <laughs> it was pretty good. Drove to the Best Buy and picked it up real quick. I, I got a nice leather strap picked out and got a screen protector for it. Um, uh, screen protector wasn't needed, but you're good. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I just figured uh, I didn't want it to get, to get scratched, but uh, I guess you don't really know until you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so far so good. I didn't really, I didn't have too much time to mess with it at work besides um, communicating with you via walkie-talkie app. <laughs> and it sounds like a straight-up walkie-talkie. It sounds like you're sitting like you know up the street, you know, with one of those big old boxes in your hand. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, when you responded to me, I was uh, in a pretty quiet uh, office in my cubicle, and all of a sudden I heard your voice blast out of, out of my wrist. And I uh, quickly, I kind of panicked and covered up my watch and ran out of the office. <laughs> That's great. Well, at least they weren't thinking you were cops. Because when you were doing it to me, all of a sudden it sounds like a walkie-talkie on a cop's uniform. They thought I was an undercover cop, you know. Oh, no. Their money for their, you know, their cable bill. <laughs> Just because they smelled like weed and they were paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We'll have to, maybe we'll have to have a code word or something if we keep the, that app going. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's after hours probably be the easiest way to go about doing it. <laughs> Heck, no! I'm gonna bug you during the day. Oh, that's that's, that's why right I bought there. this thing. I'm always, you know, I'm already stressed out enough, and I've got people on my wrist talking to me. And that's <laughs> that's bad enough. I got voices in my head. I'll just whisper, "Dad in a rock" throughout the day. Dad in a rock. Dad in a rock podcast. There we go. We'll, we'll subliminally like uh, advertise to everybody. We yes. don't even have any idea what's happening. Speaking of which, I kind of regretted not having uh, some sort of Dadnarok t-shirt or something as I walked the streets of Chicago uh, over the weekend. I've actually looked into, like, uh, Staples. 
and getting us some like index cards or like little business cards and dropping them off at like Comic Cons as a spur them out through the tables. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like some little advertising without needing to advertise. I think it's a great idea. Widening the base of our show here outside of our friends and family and uh, any sorry souls that kind of found us. Yeah, that would be uh, fun. I'm sure. I'm sure strangers that we come across on the streets would love that to receive a, a Dad in a Rock business card. <laughs> oh no, it would be on tables. Like they sit down and actually eat. Like, hey, what's this? Oh, this looks like maybe fun to listen to or ch- at least check out an episode. Yeah, uh, if every one of them, if, if half of them download one time, our numbers go through the roof. No, you're right. It'd definitely be good to have, especially going to conventions and, and things like that, which I know, you know, with the previous episode here, listening in on that, you and the, the family enjoyed going to the Cincinnati Comic uh, Expo over the yeah. weekend. <laughs> One of the most popular actual uh, cosplays was Spider-Man, and it was a wide variety, too. It was uh, everything from the into the Spider-Universe, minus, you know, Porky. I mean, funny as crap if someone dressed up as the pig. That would have been great. Oh, wow. But you had, like, Miles, you had uh, uh, the girl. Uh, uh, Spider-Gwen. Yes, Spider-Gwen. I mean, you had a lot of them. I mean, there was a... And it wasn't like you'd find one or two of each. It was throughout. Now, I, I haven't been to one where, like, Deadpool is really popular, which there was a few Deadpools. One yeah. really good one that I didn't get a chance to take a picture of. Mm. But, I mean, it's like everywhere you looked, there was some type of Spider-Man, which was pretty cool. And well done, Spider-Man. Not like just hodgepodge, but like full-fledged bodysuits. Yeah. All done up print on their, you know, the face set up. One had the jacket on. Uh, the Gwen, she had the jacket with her whole getup, and it was, it was really, it was really well done. Man, that's cool. Yeah, it must have been be- uh, from that uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie that I, pr- I don't think was out quite yet this time last year. Or maybe it had just come out, but uh, I know that was pretty popular. I know for Halloween this year, I was trying to steer my daughter into getting the Spider Gwen outfit. Uh, so I, oh, I looked she, up. She's a Spider Man fan, so that would, that's fitting. Yeah, she loves Spider Man. So I, I got on Amazon and I was going through some different options with her, and was like, "Hey, how about this cool Spider Gwen uh, outfit? Pretty cool, huh? So that's a girl, but it's also a Spider Man." And uh, she was more. Uh, eyeing the other Spider-Man outfits that look more like princess dresses, like a Spider-Man with a tutu. And, uh, you know, I'm not not quite as cool in my eyes, but whatever she likes, hey. It's, it's a Spider-Man-ish. <laughs> yeah, Princess Spider-Man. Princess Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's funny. No, I haven't even quite thought of the kids. Uh, see, we've already kind of discussed the, the one that's going to be happening in Louisville. I think the weekend prior to Thanksgiving... Uh, I've even told my wife that uh, if we do, and if say for instance, if the kids are free again, I may contemplate bringing my son again since he had such a good time, and actually looking at actually getting him into a cosplay. Because when we were there, he got these badges from Pokemon, so you get badges when you go to gyms. Right. So he bought like a, ba- a box, and there were like eight of them. So I was thinking about actually getting my setup and kind of dressing him up, like kind of like Ash Ketchum. So you'd have. His jacket on with all his pins on it, his book bag, his hat, you know, the jeans, the shoes, the whole thing. Yeah. Actually, go like that uh, for the event. Now I'll have to figure out something to do because then if I do if I do something, then I'm going to force your hand into your Ghostbuster <laughs> uniform. So we'll all be going to something. Yeah, that that gets worn uh, regardless. Uh, for folks that don't know, I 
probably about 10 years ago now god it's been, it been that long it's been a long time man probably about 10 years ago i i, I kind of cobbled together a ghostbusters uniform you know i got the official uh, an official flight suit and the patches and uh made up the the armbands out of um, volleyball knee pads that's what they were officially in the movie i spray painted them gray and i uh, got some army boots and yeah i'm, I'm the real deal look pretty screen accurate my ghostbusters costume the only thing i don't have of course is the uh the proton pack and all the gear uh, that stuff is available and out there but uh it's a pretty penny if you want anything that looks good the convention coming up here in louisville is going to be um you know after halloween so that pretty convenient uh I'll, I'll have the opportunity to bring my my daughter along too and we'll we'll go together oh yeah i think uh the kids would in, enjoy that well they enjoy being together but if you put them in an environment like that kind of both dressed up and with a bunch of other people adults that uh that are dressed up as well i, mean, I know my son isn't used to seeing that and then you know i'm not sure how much your, your daughter probably hasn't yet uh seeing something to that level no, not to that level. I mean, man, I've, I've taken her into FYE at the mall, and she gets super stoked. So I can't imagine what her reaction would be <laughs> at a whole convention. <laughs> if she's seen a Spider-Man walking around or a Spider-Gwen or something like that. Yeah, or a Wonder one. Woman like last or, year. Yeah, Wonder Woman. I didn't see any Wonder Woman this year, but I, there was a lot of... Uh, I mean, I, I walked by a really cool Judge Dredd. Uh, that was uh, pretty awesome. From him to basically almost a whole, you know, empire... That was set up. Oh, they had a big, uh, big Star Wars presence again. It, it was it was larger this year. Wow. Than last year, uh, we actually missed Vader and Emperor Palpatine. Those actually Palpatine's chair was there. Oh, it was like, cool. It's his throne, so he can sit in it. So there's a picture of him online. Someone else took. Yeah. I'm sitting in it with Vader next to him and one of his Imperial guards in the red getup sitting right next to him. <laughs> like I said, my son actually got into a Nerf battle. With one of the uh, the death troopers, which was pretty cool. You donated a couple dollars to like the uh, the children's hospital. And yeah, had a bunch of Nerf guns loaded with the the bullets, and you start shooting them. And every time he hit him, he would react. It's like he would like bounce back with his arms up. Oh, like, that's he was great! Hit. So he was playing along, uh, and um, my son was like, "Daddy, I shot him all the time, but he tried shooting me, and he never hit." So <laughs> that's the biggest problem with the with them. They the worst aim ever. Yeah, pretty accurate. <laughs> Accurate to the movies. But, uh, I mean, it was a little bit of everything. There was a really cool um, uh, scene where you can actually recreate uh, Luke in the cave on Hoth, where he's hanging upside down and he's reaching oh, for his lightsaber. Yeah, I saw that picture. That was pretty great. I'm, I'm assuming that they just had him stand up and stretch and then turn the picture upside down. Is that what they did? Yeah, they actually had him set up. Uh, they had the, the piece that kind of covers his feet. They slid it close to him. They told me to take a knee on the X and kind of you know, shoot my camera. Right. Phone. And then once I was done, we, yeah, we inverted the picture. Wow, that's great. But that, that was, that, that's got to be my favorite. I mean, there's a lot there, but that's probably one of my favorites. Then you had all the, original, the other normal stuff that was there. There was a really cool... Uh, version of like Hellboy, but it was a female as Hellboy, and then I can't re- I can't remember the guy that he actually fought in the second one in the Golden Army. Oh, I can't remember that either now. But I guess her guy is dressed up like him, so they're standing next to each other. Oh wow! And she's aiming the gun at him, so it's it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean I mean there wasn't many like non. Oh, I didn't even bring up the real R two D two. Oh, real so R2-D2. 
yeah, a real operating life-size R2-D2 rolling around the, co- the convention. That's awesome. Did you ever see who was operating it? Yeah, I seen who was operating. He stopped actually for my son to get a pretty good picture with him. And he was doing photo ops and kind of rolling around and in the area where he was at. Oh, that's great. Uh, speaking of which, um, I, I assume you've posted some pictures on uh, some of our social media sites. Oh, I put more than I probably need. So I, I just look, <laughs> every picture of any type of cosplayer I had, I loaded up there. Well, great. So, check uh, out our uh, check out our Facebook page for everything that went on with uh, Chris this weekend at the uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo. But uh, it sounded like you had a great time. Well, last year I love that they had Ecto One. I guess that wasn't there this year. No, that wasn't there this year. This year it was the Jeep from uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, cool. Boy, that would have been a nice photo op, too, though. That's that's fun. Yeah, I made sure I grabbed that. And I was successful at a, a meeting Will Wheaton and getting his autograph uh, on my Ready Player One. Yeah, so tell me about, a little bit about that. I mean, you were a big fan of the, the book, and um, you uh, did the audio book, right? Yeah, I love the audio back, book. I'll go back and I'll listen to it any time. And it's mainly because, I mean, I think Will Wheaton does a great job at it. Yeah, he did. It just I makes it, it just sucks you right in. He 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 gets you he gets you into that world real easily. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I waited in line, got in line to list, you know, to go ahead and get him to sign it. A girl in front of me that I try to keep it as private as possible. Just you know, the interactions with these people. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she was even before she got them when she was like paying to go ahead and get the, the to get the autograph. Right. She was already like distressed. Yeah. Like, she like, was already overwhelmed. Like nervous, anxious. Not even that. It was almost like a socially. She wasn't. She right. Was, she was having a hard time even being in the environment. Yeah. Because it was it was hard for her. Right. And when she got up to him, he spent an extra like five, six, maybe even seven minutes with her, by just kind of telling her, you know, never apologize for being you. This is you. Uh, you be you. Don't be don't be uh, afraid to exist. The, the whole thing, kind of, just telling her, you know. You are special for who you are. Oh wow! And uh, it, it it just seemed it was so genuine. If it, it it was nice to actually hear, and that was the first thing I said to him. I said I, I tried to keep that as private as possible. Right. And I shook his hand and said, you know, I already I already thought highly of you, and that this here kind of, you know, backs that up my opinion of you. And and then we kind of went into the whole you know signing the book and asking, you know, how often do you get asked to sign this? And he said, uh, not very often. <laughs> but. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was like, uh, I asked him, you know, how qu- quickly, or how much, like, actual, like, convincing did it take for him to go ahead and do the book? And he said, yeah, Ernest said, asked him once. Yeah, uh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's pretty great. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, just days before you uh, headed down to Cincinnati to, to meet him, my wife had brought up an article um, that Will Wheaton had written and, and, and put out there. It's kind of an open letter. It's You can find it on medium.com or you can just Google Will Wheaton open letter anxiety. But uh, the, the title of the, the article he wrote, it's called My Name is Will Wheaton. I live with chronic depression and generalized anxiety. I am not ashamed. But it's a uh, pretty long kind of open letter to public about how he deals with his own anxiety, um, you know, the, the kind of anxiety that he they grew up with and didn't really know how to deal with as a, as a kid actor and Stand By Me and Star Trek The Next Generation. And uh, you're right. I mean, he just seems like a really open dude that's that's just willing to, to be there for people um, who are going through their own, you know, their own kind of uh, issues day to day. So... That's, that's great you were able to kind of experience that with them and, and, and meet them. 
Yeah, there's that one line that's always going to stick with me. Never apologize for being you. Yeah. That by itself, it, it just is going to stick with me just with that one experience uh, from the whole time. But, uh, yeah, while well, I, was, I was sitting there, so I don't know if we've really discussed this. My wife's family, more so my mother-in-law, is a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. So I'm standing in line getting ready to get my autograph. I look over to the left, and it's Brett Spiner. Brent Spiner, Data himself. Data, yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, my mother-in-law would crap if we got her this. Because she had no idea where we were. Yeah. So we looked at how much it cost, it was like 50 bucks. We were like, you know what? Christmas. Right. Wife ran to the ATM, pulled out 50 bucks, we went over, and he actually signed it to her, and it says, a fine woman. Brett Spiner. Oh, that is fantastic. You know what's good, too, is that he's he's going to be back in the spotlight here shortly because uh, CBS All Access, mm-hmm. their streaming service, they're doing a brand new show called Picard um, that Patrick Stewart is going to star in as Jean-Luc Picard, of course. Uh, but yeah, Brent Spiner is back as either... As either Data, or I think there's another character that he played that was like a clone or yeah, another version was, of Data. Data actually sacrificed himself in one of the movies. Yeah. Because in that movie, there was a clone of him. That's right. And he actually went ahead and convinced them that he was the clone to go ahead and basically destroy the other group. Yeah. But, I mean, we're uh, talking above my head here, Star Trek. I mean, my, my too. Uh, so please, uh, the Trekkies out there, please be gentle. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't be offended by you know our lack of trekking knowledge. We know way more about Star Wars, and that it's, will start a rumble by itself. Oh, I know. Look, it's ignorance, but we do enjoy that series. We think it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, to, he's going to be back in the spotlight soon, too, so that, that, that would have been awesome to meet him as well. We got that. Uh, we actually got a... A coffee cup with the actual Enterprise uh, logo on it. So we oh, got cool. her, got her a couple things. So uh, we, we kind of used some things for Christmas gifts, and that was actually that we that we wouldn't get anywhere else. They were kind of you know specially made for events like that. Man, that's why I love going to places like that because everybody has something that they're into, right? Whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter. Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtle, like everybody has that thing that they're into and you'd be able to find anything for anyone that that they probably enjoy pop culture wise. Well, well, it's funny you say Harry Potter because the kid zone that was set up was upstairs. It was basically a Harry Potter land. Oh, really? I mean, you go in there, you sat down if you wanted to, they gave you like a hot glue gun and a stick and you make your own wand. Uh, there was an area where I guess it's a creature from the movie and you're hiding in a box and you sit up and you take a picture of him in the box. There was a, a whole other area with Dobby and something going over there. Oh, wow. Uh, neither of my kids are really old enough to really be into that series yet, but I kind of recognize a lot of it. and Right. It, it allowed them to get out and kind of be, be free for a little while and just kind of roam. No, that's excellent. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know um, whenever I head down to Orlando in the future, hopefully it's sometime in the near future, next couple of years, my family and I would love to go down to Disney. But while we're down there, I would love to spend at least one day at Universal Studios and see the Harry Potter land down there. I've heard it's just really great. A lot of fun. My, my mom <laughs> is a huge Harry Potter oh, fan. Oh, she won't let you go there without you her being with you, though. You know that, right? Oh, I know. Harry Potter land without her? Oh, she uh, disowned me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd never get away with that. So that that would definitely be part of the plan. But 
Um, God, even as kids, I remember how, do you remember just back in the 90s how much they pumped up Universal Studios as a, the park to be in? Especially when like uh, Jurassic Park was coming out and, and stuff like that. And the, yeah, the, the King Jaws Kong ride, ride, the Jaws ride, all that fun stuff. So uh, it's gotten even bigger now. I'd, I'd love to uh, check that out. Yeah, I would have to pick uh, either that or Star Wars Land. And yeah. I would have to do Star Wars. <laughs> so, I mean, we just kind of you know, went over what I went through. Uh, I know you say we told everybody on our last little show here that you were in Chicago. Uh, was there anything fun happening up there? Or what was the whole uh, reason for you to do that? You know, skipping uh, Comic Expo. Right? Oh, uh, I know, I know. Well, it just happened to be that those dates kind of collided. Uh, my... My wife and I, we have a, a friend of ours, um, shout out to Jasmine and, and Christopher, they're, they're getting married, and we've known Jasmine for over a decade now uh, here in the Louisville area, but uh, yeah, it was kind of a, uh, my wife is going to be in the wedding, so they had kind of a, um, a couple's uh, get-together getaway up in Chicago, uh, we all sort of chipped in to a big Airbnb, a big house, um, it was pretty close to downtown itself, maybe about 15, 20 minutes away from downtown. But, I mean, Chicago is so huge that, you know, you're still in Chicago. <laughs> Even if you're not, uh, you could be a half hour away from downtown and yet you're still in Chicago. Um, so it was on a suburban street. But, yeah, we, uh, you know, we kind of did the bachelor party thing. We went bar hopping a, a couple a couple times um, on Saturday night. Uh, had a lot of great food. Um, Saturday morning, we actually went out to an architecture tour on the uh, on the river there, like right in the heart of downtown. That uh, was uh, kind of it was fun and knowledgeable and kind of relaxing. I was like, it was just really chill. There was a, an older lady named uh, Phyllis <laughs> that was our tour guide. Old school name, right there. Yeah, well, it was packed with tourists, man. I mean, just uh, there were there were folks of every every ethnicity and every uh, age and creed on this boat, just kind of checking out the. Um, uh, the sites there, but they were going past all the the different buildings of downtown. They were talking about the Great Chicago Fire back in the day. Uh, you know, we had a good view of Willis Tower, uh, which used to be known as Sears Tower for a lot of folks. Um, it used to be the tallest building in the world at one point. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just a ton of fun. Of course, I you know I was taking some 4K video, which I'll probably stitch together here on YouTube and, and post on the site so you guys can see what I was seeing. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Of course, we got to the point where we were, we were kind of at the, towards the end of the tour and we went away from the city and we had the opportunity to take like a, an awesome skyline photo of like the entire, uh, downtown and Chicago skyline, right? Wouldn't you know it, my phone freezes right oh, when no. that happens. I had to do a reboot on it. And by the time it rebooted, we had already turned around and we're headed back. <laughs> oh, so I missed that shot, but I got a lot of good uh, 4K video kind of throughout, which I'll uh, which I'll edit together here and, and post. But uh, yeah, we had a great time. It was it was nice just to kind of you know we our our daughter stayed back here in Louisville with uh, with my wife's aunt, and she had a ton of fun. Um, they always have fun together. They went to movies and the trampoline park and the and oh, the park boy. and yeah, she was she, she was tired. Out, wear her out mode. She had so much fun that by the time that we got home, you know, driving five hours from Chicago, we got home, we were so excited to see our daughter. We had some gifts for her and everything, and she was mostly bummed out because it was time for Auntie Dee Dee to leave. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just one of those things, but uh, yeah, we had a great time. It's always nice because it kind of comes few and far between uh, to get to, to, get to uh, go out and travel um, you know, by a family, let alone you know just yourselves as, just to get as away a couple. Just like getaway with your wife, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we had a lot of fun. We thank Jasmine and Christopher for that opportunity. We look forward to that wedding in a couple weeks. Nice. Well, you said you got some gear or something, some gifts for your daughter. I, I know you posted a picture of you in some what was it some new brand new Bears gear? Was it? Well, the Chicago Bears. Cubs, you know, yeah, the Bears. <laughs> the Bears. They're my team, of course. They played Monday Night Football and and won pretty handily against the uh, the Washington Redskins. Yeah, who's this, this week? Trubisky kid? I mean, where'd he come from? Um, you know, it's a it's a great question. He's he's. Look, he's he's hot and he's cold. Ryan Tannehill. But no, he is not a Tannehill. He is not a Cutler. Look, dude, I, I lived with Jay Cutler for a number of years, so um, I know what that's like. And I, I believe in him more than that. I think the talent's there. It just needs consistency. And um, you know, their their coach likes to call some some crazy plays here and there. Uh, <laughs> he, he's kind of a uh, kind of a. Um, Oh, what's the word? Well, he's like this. We'll do what we want on offense because our defense will win the game for us. Oh, yeah. A defense yeah. is is a beast. I mean, let's not call it anything else. I mean, if they go ahead and they say for somehow they win, say, a Super Bowl, they would be in the same category as, as Baltimore was when the offense was good enough and the defense was what carried them. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, their defense is stellar, um, so it wouldn't take a, an incredible offense like a Kansas City offense to get the job done. Just don't but use it for us. That's yeah. At the same time, I don't like a bunch of close games. I don't want to, you know, lose a playoff game by a field goal because our offense just couldn't get it in because of double doink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which uh, you know, hopefully this year we, we have we seem to have a pretty good uh, brand new kicker. He's doing but well. But he had for a pinch so nerve in his foot for this game. Did you hear that? He did have a pinch nerve, but there was a point where he actually got out and he got three points for him. Yeah, he um, still hit his kick. He hit his kick. He did it, and he was about forty yards out. So even with a pinch nerve. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But, yeah, so I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Of course, while I was in Chicago, I had to go get some Chicago gear, uh, Chicago Bears gear. So I went to a uh, kind of a sporting goods store. They're all around, by the way. I mean, you walk the streets of Chicago, um, you're going to find uh, Grater's Popcorn. You're going to find Chicago Dogs. Um, you're going to find... I'm sorry you ate one of those. I liked it quite a bit, but I'm a fan of hot dogs in general. I The pepper, the like the pickled pepper or whatever, that was too much for me. I couldn't handle it. Uh, but everything else was pretty good, except for that poppy seed bun. Does anybody like poppy seed buns? No, I mean you're ruling out half the hot dog. Right <laughs> you took off the pepper, the poppy seed bun. All you think you left on that thing was the wedge of tomato. Uh, look, most of it was all right. It's not my <laughs> so go-to like, for like a dog. Hot dog. <laughs> it's not my go-to for a dog. But while you're in Chicago, you do what the Chicagoans do, I guess. I'll go deep dish pizza over a Chicago dog, even though I don't like deep dish pizza. We, um, we, got, we may be getting really controversial here because, man, I would uh, I would pass on a deep dish over a New York style in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, that's not fair. You and I are East Coast boys, so that big, floppy, foldable slice of uh, boardwalk New York pizza is going to oh, get us every time. some grease and a little bit of pepper <laughs> flakes on it. Oh, man, I'm getting hungry right now. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Um, we had deep dish pizza on two separate occasions, so believe me, I got my fill. Uh, but yeah, I, you got a new shirt, new hat. Uh, I got my wife new Chicago Bears sleeping pants. She's a huge fan of lounging. <laughs> so that was a good gift for her. And uh, yeah, my, my daughter seemed to, to like her shirt. So all in all, it, it, was a, it was a nice trip. It was a nice getaway. And uh, we were glad to do it. We'll have to actually, I have to go back up to Chicago in a couple weeks from now, but it's work related. So I'll be stuck in a hotel room or a convention center doing work. 
<laughs> I won't get to explore, so that won't be as fun of a trip. Uh, you can do it in evenings on your off hours, or no? It's uh, some sort of sales convention that I'll be a part of, me and a couple other guys. But uh, um, it's it's one of those things where yeah, I would love to just go up there and again for just a day or two and. One thing I missed while I was at, a, at in Chicago, um, and usually I keep up on this pretty, uh, pretty well, but uh, they dropped a brand new and final, maybe final trailer for Frozen Two, um, which That's huge. I, it is. It's a pretty big deal. The first one was a big deal back in 2012. It was that long ago. But I think it's grown in popularity more so after it was out of the theater than it was while I was in the theater. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, it was massive success with that song that was everywhere, but ever since, it's oh, kind of we a gotta staple. we got to do it everybody. Let it go. Let it That's go? That's all we can do. <laughs> now it's going to be stuck in your head, and I hope you're singing it the rest of the time. Yeah. Look, I wasn't going to mention it by name, but uh, you're uh, the uh, sadistic one here. I'm going to go right for it. You know, maybe I'll start <laughs> singing that song that never ends, too. So No, don't do that. I already planned to see. They're screwed. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully, be thankful if you don't know what that song is. I do, though, so it's going to be in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah, but if uh, your daughter is into the Frozen uh, series as much as mine, I mean, mine, my daughter goes to bed in one of two nightgowns, an Elsa nightgown or an Anna nightgown. Oh, so she for sure. has both now. And uh, even the holiday special, the one that everyone was complaining about that was before one of the movies. Oh, that's you know, a staple at our house now. Every yeah. every holiday season since, we've had to play it a few Olaf's times. Was Frozen Adventure? <laughs> right. I mean, it looks as good as the movies. I mean, yeah. the animation, the clarity, the songs. I mean, they, they, they put did, their full Disney power into a short show. They did a good job on that special. It got a lot of flack because it was a little long to play in front of another movie. And I said the same thing. I mean, it's over 20 minutes long and you're playing it in front of Coco. So it's like, you know, by the time the the Frozen intro was over, like my, my girl was ready to split and leave the theater. I was like, no, we've got a whole feature-length film to sit here and watch. She was like, that was it. I'm done, Daddy. <laughs> What's this Coco thing? But I, I get that. But yeah, if you're just turning it on for the holidays, it's a, it's a pretty good special. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to that. But there was a there was something else that came out as well that uh, I'm not too into or haven't seen the series, but it's something that you watched. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Breaking Bad is a show that uh, I'm not alone here in saying that Breaking Bad was a pretty great show. Um, it's it's kind of going down in history as one, one of the uh, the better shows in this new golden age of television that we're in. Uh, it's had about five-ish seasons and just got better and better each season. Um, I'm even a fan of the uh, the show that's on AMC currently, sort of the um, the offshoot of that or the spinoff uh, called Better Call Saul. It's kind of a prequel to um, to Breaking Bad. But yeah, Netflix, God bless them, the the wonderful and powerful Netflix. They took it upon themselves to join up with Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, and create a movie, a brand new feature length film. For Netflix, it'll get somewhat of a, uh, a lower-end uh, theatrical release. Not too many theaters, kind of limited. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a movie that they'll release on Netflix. They released the full trailer for it. It's called El Camino, uh, and it's essentially the story of Jesse Pinkman, that character, and it takes place right after uh, Breaking Bad ends. So I'm I'm pretty pretty thrilled by that. Um, now, in your opinion, though, is this something that we would have to watch and know the Breaking Bad storyline to enjoy the movie? Or can you think you can enjoy the movie without needing to know all the intricates behind everything? 
based on the trailer. It's, it's kind of hard to tell without knowing the sh- movie itself. Yeah, and you saw the trailer earlier. I mean, they don't really get into any kind of story details, and if you haven't seen the, the, the show itself, you'd be pretty lost, I would think. I, I would think it just depends on what they do. If, they, if they're showing flashbacks or if there's some sort of uh, introduction to how Jesse starts out, where he starts out, then probably be worth seeing. I would say watch it just for the cinematography. I mean, it was shot beautifully. It looks like a really gorgeous uh, 4K transfer um, that they, they, they filmed it. But um, I'll just go ahead. Spoiler for anyone who has not seen Breaking Bad. It's been out for a while now. I know it's one of those shows yeah, that if you... If you haven't seen it now, you're probably not going to see it. So don't get upset at us. Look, you probably got kids like we do. And you just don't have time to watch adult-themed shows uh, late at night. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll just kind of get into it. So... Uh, the main story of Breaking Bad, of course, it, it takes place with a, a teacher um, who's you know not having a great life, kind of bored with his life. Um, he gets uh, cancer, and he decides to start making meth to make money to help pay the bills uh, for Seems his legit for his for his cancer for his doctor bills. Right? Uh, he doesn't want to put his family under, and it's like the only thing that he knows how to do. He's got a he's got a brother-in-law in law enforcement. And uh, it's just one of those things. So he runs into an ex-student of his by the name of Jesse Pinkman. And throughout the series, they, they almost become like um, like an anti-Batman and Robin. Like, they're definitely on the wrong side of the law. But you've got these two that are, um, you know, kind of roaming around in these, these criminal ex- escapades. And there's murder, there's intrigue, there's drugs, there's gangs. And uh, through it all, you feel you start to feel worse and worse for this Jesse Pinkman character because he was l- really just like a kid. I mean, maybe like in his early 20s and, and just kind of a guy that's trying to get his life together. But uh, Walter White uh, just kind of pulls him back in further and further into this life of crime and makes him do things that he regrets. And he, uh, he kind of ends the series trapped by this gang. And Walter White, to try to make amends and, and make things right, he, he comes back and he takes care of this gang in a very efficient and clever and pretty pretty rad way. <laughs> That's basically all I know about the series right there. Because I'm, well, I'm a huge Mythbusters fan, and they actually brought a, a Gil on the show, and they recreated that last show with a gun in the back of the car, you know, lighting up the building. If you were laying down, would you have survived? And the answer was yes. Yeah, and I can imagine it was pretty cool to watch on Mythbusters, but if you were actually into the story and like had watched five seasons leading up to that episode, it was mind blowing. <laughs> um, but yeah, regardless, so you know Jesse Pinkman, he he's captured by this gang. He's he, they're forcing him to make meth, and they pretty much have him like chained in their basement for months. So he is disheveled. He's not doing well mentally, physically. Uh, and then, you know, Walter White comes up, saves the day, lets him go. Jesse Pickman rides off in an El Camino. And that's the title of this movie. Um, he just takes off. And that's the, that's the last shot that we see of Jesse Pinkman, him just driving off and like crying like hysterically as he's driving off from this compound of the, with these, this dead gang and a, and a probably dead Walter White. Um, but, uh, we'll leave that for the movie to answer. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that sounds... I'll probably check it out. I mean, I know there's another series that uh, that's on the top of my list that I'm trying to find time to watch. And it's like you were saying earlier, young kids, it's hard to find adult series. You have time to watch them. Right. But on uh, Amazon Prime, there's a series called The Boys. Yes, I've watched the whole thing. 
Oh, you have watched it. You didn't tell me. Okay. So yeah. now I have to watch it, and we have to do a whole podcast on it. <laughs> Let's do it. Because, I mean, it's only eight episodes. It's, what, an hour an episode. I heard it's horrendous and amazing all at the same time. It is. And uh, I've heard it's sometimes it's hard to watch because of some is. of the things they dive into and they're doing, and knowing that they're superheroes and they're supposed to be good, but... We see the dark side of it, and then the public still cheering them on like they're, you know, they're amazing. I don't know why I didn't think of this for you because you were such a, a mark for the dark side and bad guys winning. <laughs> you you just love stuff like that. I mean, your favorite uh, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, um, and this is, uh, yeah, it's like a take on superheroes where. Like, what if the Justice League were just, like, scumbags? Just grimy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if they were just, like, awful, awful people and yeah, did things like for money? It's a capitalistic side of what superheroes could have been. Like, they're making money off of their pumping things. They're, uh, the one scene that I know, because I, I listened to a whole other podcast. I don't know if anyone, if you haven't listened to it at all, so it's called Untitled, that Adam Savage Project. Okay. Uh, Mythbuster, dude. But, mm-hmm. uh. They get into it, and they actually did a spoiler cast on it, so I kind of know a little bit, and I don't mind, because I don't think it always spoils it, and sometimes it gives you more intriguing reasons to watch it, Yeah. but there was one uh, one episode where the Superman-ish character, spoilers, uh, would go ahead and had an opportunity to save a plane, or was trying to save a plane, and it was full of women and men and children, and he doesn't, but they see him come up and like, oh, we're saved, we're fine, and the plane still crashes, uh, yeah, that's man, that's dark. Yeah, that's, brother, you got to watch that scene. That that scene it happens kind of right in the middle of the series, and it just it kind of crystallizes what the whole show is about. And these, it's so heart wrenching to see these people think that they're saved. First of all, they're panicked. They think they're going to die. Then they see these superheroes come on board. They think they're going to be alive and be saved, and they're all happy. Then some events transpire to where they're not going to be able to stop this plane. And he even says he he's not like like a Superman. Like if he he can't go out into the front of the plane and like to like fly it and grab it like Superman does. He he he, he speaks like logistically and scientifically. Like what what am I going to stand on? <laughs> like I'll just go right through the front of the plane. Like I can't do that. Um, so then the the Wonder Woman type character is like, well, can't you just fly these people down? And he's like, well, yeah, a hundred people one at a time. They'll never do it in time. Like, there's just so he just uh, he's the kind of character where he's very kind of a sociopath and he just doesn't care. He's checked out. Um, and the Wonder Woman type character has to essentially grapple with the fact that she's leaving all these folks to die. Um, but she, you know, she does. Spoiler alert. I don't know. Look, it's, it's a great show because it really goes at the superhero angle in a totally different way. Um, and the first, the very first episode will get you hooked. The first scene of the first episode, you'll be like, oh, it's this kind of show. Okay. And every episode that uh, goes from there, that does something to keep grabbing you, keep your attention. So basically, it's one of those ones, once you turn it on, kind of like Game of Thrones was. I, they got me on the, the teaser, and I never shut it off. You're saying yeah. once I turn this on, that's got me for eight episodes. Oh, for sure. And we we'd mentioned that, uh, I think, an episode or two ago, where, where sometimes shows will grab you. And you just can't stop watching it episode after episode. Sometimes, you know, you have to, like, warm up to it. And it's like, you know, you watch the first two. And you're like, well, I guess it's okay. Maybe I'll watch it more, more of it down the line. Watching, uh, kind of curiosity type thing. And- yeah, this was not that. This was like, as soon as I stopped one episode, I was like, okay, when's my next opportunity to watch the following episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched a series. Of, and that was a while back. I only watched episode one of it. But uh, American Gods. And I'm yeah. Like, 
I, I watched that first episode, and I remember because I was following someone on a on like Facebook and Instagram and all them, and I messaged her, "What the? What did I just watch? <laughs> I had no clue. It was weird as crap. Just crazy." And she just yeah. kind of laughed at me. It's like, "Yeah, it's it, it's that kind of show." And now that I know that they added Marilyn Manson to the show now as well, what I did not know that. Yeah, he he joined like it's it's fitting. So it's kind of like a band type thing that he's. He's joined, but he's another character on the new the new season of the show. Wow. I've never watched episode two, <laughs> so I'm probably that show's probably past me because I've got you know I got Good Omens that I want to watch too. It's another Amazon show, right? So I've got a list of shows. I still have to finish uh, Stranger Things season two. I haven't even entered season three yet, so I'm oh, so my far beyond behind in my watching because I have no time to watch these adult shows. Yeah, so no, I, mean, I, I hear you. The further and further I get behind, the harder and harder it's going to be for me to catch up. Well, we'll have to make a point of doing that. I guess just let me know whenever you actually get through it. We won't do an episode by episode, but maybe once you're done we'll the whole series. We'll do one full out. Yeah, one series. We'll kind of go through it. We'll yeah, do, there's no need to do an episode by episode. They are, filming, uh, they are filming season two as we speak. So Okay, so this is going to be something done soon. Yeah, it's going to be something that, that, that sticks. So. Yeah, we have to go ahead and watch this now. But uh, I think that's pretty much a good spot to stop. I think we covered quite a bit here from your your little escapade in Chicago and uh, my old uh, adventure down in Cincinnati at the Common Expo, and then you know just the extra stuff that we talked about here. Yeah, we had so, uh, some some fun stuff. Don't forget to email us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Sean S H A U N at dadnarock dot com and Chris at dadnarock dot com again. Uh, once again, like we always say, good, bad, ugly, we will respond. Anything's good. And uh, we also have our Facebook page that we are constantly on between uh, Facebook's lives that I've done. I mean, this, these two were successful. The first one was... Uh, bump, 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 and, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what else we got going on? Pictures, anything anything we're out and about, anything pop culture-wise, anything that we feel like it would uh, apply to you guys and the show itself, we'll put up there if it's something we're doing with our kids. Uh, like, say, for instance, soccer games are starting for my son and daughter here very shortly. Or, um, you know, a movie's coming out. We're walking into Frozen 2. We may do a Facebook Live walking into that. Hey, we're doing this now. <laughs> you know, here's my daughter dressed up as Elsa. You know, any of those things, oh, they'll be up on that you know that page there. So uh, please enjoy it. Like it. You know, comment on it. We'll, uh, we'll respond to you as well. And uh, uh, that's, I mean, that's about all I've got. What do you think? Do you have anything else there, Sean? Uh, no, I think that's it. Good good episode. We'll, we'll see you next week. Okay, well, yeah. This is a good place for saying, yeah, bye and see you later. Bye.